Oh, hello. My name is Dr. de Claude Heinfrost. Please do not be alarmed by the straps that are securing you to the table. I assure you they are only there for your own protection, and resisting will only result in you hurting yourself. So please try to make yourself comfortable. You see, it has come to my attention that despite the fact that you have made it to episode 44, not all of you have given What's the Fumble a five-star review on the Spotify, the Apple Podcasts, or any of the other podcast streaming platforms that you might enjoy. I find this to be very disturbing behavior. They even have a Patreon, you know. But do not worry. We have treatments for these sorts of behaviors here. You see, guilt is a very dangerous emotion. But to treat it, we must first enhance the feeling of guilt. Ah, there you see, the treatment is already working. Already the guilt is growing and you are thinking, why have I not clicked on the buttons yet? These feelings will no doubt get in the way of your enjoyment. But that is okay. There is still time. You see, I have here the next episode of The Fumble. It is episode 44, The Broadside of a Minecart. I hear it's quite the banger of an episode. So I will play it for you, and I will leave you to decide. Will you be listening to yet another episode in The Guilt? Or will you click the buttons and finally unlock the full potential of your enjoyment? I think I hear the intro music. You had better decide quickly. You know what I noticed when I was listening back to last week? You guys track ammo. <laughs> I didn't really realize <laughs> that you guys track. It's one of those things. I mean, we've been playing for so long that there's a lot of like little player things you guys track that I, we've been doing this so long that I don't really pay attention anymore. But I was listening back and like realized that you guys have asked me multiple times how many arrows and bolts are left. How do you guys track ammo? What do you do? I mean, I just write down how many darts I have left and how many have been snapped in half by your goddamn monsters. So at the end of the fight, you just assume you get all your darts back? That's what you're doing? Uh, I mean, no, I think I have five left. Looster, what do you do, David? Uh, I literally have an arrow count in my character sheet, and I assume I get nothing back. Really? Yep. I had no idea this was happening at the table. How, like, in, at how the, intriguing. That's why That's why I was kind of going melee build at the very beginning, because I didn't know when I was going to get more arrows. Who and knew? when it came to my first 20 shots, I got down to as low as three arrows left. Oh, my goodness. Have we always... Have you always done that? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, like, even in our previous campaigns, I've I've been the same way. You know, I've... You do the same yeah, thing? Absolutely. We could have not been this whole time! So you fire a shot and it's just gone. Uh, yeah, unless unless otherwise specified. But you take your darts back. I I assume that if my dart hits, that I can, like, retrieve it from a body, uh, potentially, but any of my misses, I just assume, are gone in the bushes. Really? But the two of you... Even if it hits, you assume that arrow's gone. Yeah, huh? fire yeah. and forget. Are we yep. good with that? Adam, how have you done it in the past? You've had, in, we've played a long time. In the past? Ooh. Um, or maybe you're doing it now. I don't I don't know. Yeah, no, I rolled a sorcerer instead, so I don't <laughs> have to care about that. <laughs> have uh, to deal with this rule that <laughs> I had no my, idea you guys were holding yourself <laughs> to. My arrows are spell slots. Pew, 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 cantrips. Um, I think it was sort of around the similar vein of, you know what? It's just one and done. Now, I think I did a lot more on the rogue I played. It was more throwing daggers. Mm -hmm. And those, if we had the chance to loot, I would assume I got them back. But like if, if, you know, if it was hit and run, that dagger was gone. Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes sense. So what should we, I feel like everyone at the table should be on the same page. It sounds like we're a little, a little off. I clearly wasn't on the same page. (laughs) I mean, the only time I've given myself a dart back is when we've specifically mentioned, like, when Lustra was eaten by the frog, and he's like, oh, and you find one of Tess's darts. 
Yeah, sure. No, yeah. I've, uh, oh, that's literally the only time other than, well, yeah, but they're, they're losing their hits and you're keeping your hits. I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, considering it's D and D and like, I don't know, for me, this is my first time playing a class where I've had to keep track of something like this. And it's kind of like, it's kind of common enough that I figure if I do run out, it's not going to be for a long time before I run into a new source. And even then, I'm still also proficient in melee. So if I had to lose all of my arrows and I can't use my bow, whatever, I'm still not useless. But that's the nature of a limited resource. You could possibly run out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, like we don't run a whole lot of of quote-unquote scarce resources or, or resource management in our campaigns. Like we do food to some extent, but once again, it's very sort of, you know, glazed over yeah well like food and water we that's something we've talked about in the past that's one of those things that like every now and again you get into a situation where i feel you should track it like it, that's one of those resources i've kind of told you guys in the past is like don't worry about it unless i say worry about it yeah and and functionally it's just to accommodate you know extra roles in the moment because tracking food and water is kind of just a laborious task that nobody wants to do certainly not like on a daily basis when it's you know when i as the dm kind of know it's not gonna matter for the day you know it's like oh yeah sometimes there's situations where we end up in the jungles of cholt and uh all of a sudden water is an issue but you know anyway but i feel like something like ammo is is relevant yeah so what what's the consensus what should we do i'm down for the wells way of fighting (laughs) <laughs> nice attempt at the alliteration. <laughs> well, I don't have ammo to track, but I do have Google in the time you guys were uh, counting what you had. And Roll20's thing on arrows says, at the end of battle, you can recover half your expended ammunition by taking a minute to search the battlefield. Oh, my goodness. I don't really want to. Do we want to, like, roll for search? Is that what you're implying? How about if everyone well, just gets half back at the end of battle? Is that... Yeah, that sounds... Adequate? Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I figure if we're not on the run, then yeah. Like, if we have the time to search the battlefield, I'm down with that. Hmm. Cool, so I've been playing on hard mode, and now I'm okay. okay What else have you guys been unnecessarily tracking? Do you guys know, like, your equipment weight? Hit points. That's, you know... (laughs) Uh, Stress. Stress. Yeah, what's... I've I've been handling Um, that. I have little friendship bars for everyone um, (laughs) that have been going up and down based on the... uh, specific gifts people have given me. Um, we're all doing at, Slash is at 10, right? Yes. Out of what, though? <laughs> hey, everyone's at 100 for Lustra. <laughs> <laughs> my weight is 67.2 pounds for, for all of my equipment. Oh, my God. You do know. <laughs> now look at you guys go. Good wait, job, guys. Wait, how much does Mimic goo uh, weigh? I don't know. <laughs> 65 pounds. I don't know. Here, random change of subject... What's your passive perception, Adam? Uh, it's right now would be 11. David? 14. Miles? 12. Colin? 15. Hmm. All right. Oh. It's a random little question. Don't worry about that. You guys want to play some D&D? Yeah. yeah. Play Make, some D&D. I'm slightly less enthused now that you've <laughs> asked that question, but let's do it. <laughs> there you guys were. If I remember right, you were wielding your newfound little bullseye lantern that you're starting to kind of figure out... We're starting to get theories on how it might work. Haven't really sat down yet and taken a real good look with uh, look at it. But uh, you guys made your way. You backtracked essentially towards the entrance, the T-shaped intersection. Uh, unfortunately, the the bullseye lantern didn't light up at any point. If it does detect ores and minerals, which is kind of what you guys were leaning towards, then these doors were super super efficient. Not much left in the walls. But you got all the way to that T-intersection, and we left with, uh, I think it was Tess's perception check, let her notice the fact that the bodies of those two black-clad guards that you fought just earlier tonight, they're not there. They're just gone. So what's the plan? What are we doing? Oh, no. I really want to go check out where those bodies were like we're like my first thing since there's so much undead is did they get up and walk away or were they dragged off like i I want to go check them out but we're also in dungeon crawl mode exactly and listen 
frankly speaking, we already have enough diamond dust to do what we need to do, but I think we already agreed that we're not going to get another opportunity like this. So I think we need to, like, I feel like the blood stains and whatever tracking we can do isn't going anywhere. It might be a little bit harder, but it's not going anywhere. The diamonds and the mists moving in, though, is a bit of a time limit. Unless it rains or something like that. I'd, unless we get into a combat, probably doesn't hurt to go out, see what's going on, and then when we come back, we can compare what's changed in the hour or five we're down here. I'm cool with just checking out the spot, just even for five minutes. Like, not not a big time, you know, commitment, but just looking what's there, doing a quick once-over. Are there footsteps? Are there drag marks? If we don't know from there, then come up back in and continue the crawl. Right, that's fair. If we can see a side of the shit. Yeah. Are, are there some shambling or not shambling things that are going to try to stab us again? I would like to know that. Well, the answers could be less than 100 feet away. You guys are really close to, to the scene of the crime. Is that what you guys want to do? Who's, who's going out there to take a peek, sees? wants to to do the dice rolling yeah looster will head on out and just take a just a quick glance i'm going to commit maybe five minutes just uh looking over to see if there's any footprints drag marks yeah, no doubt. anything that could have what kind of movement these bodies could have had um, and i'll definitely help out uh help looster with that sure. slash will supervise <laughs> i'll do <laughs> overwatch from the cave <laughs> okay sounds good yeah give me survival then lustra uh with advantage because tess is helping sure, me yeah you guys cool, cool, are, cool. are out there scouring the ground woof that's gonna be a no, no eight with advantage an eight with advantage i rolled a three and a five wow <laughs> well crap you they're still there you folks do manage with that roll to find a few footprints it does look like both bodies just got up and walked away, but you lose track of the footprints, like within five feet of the bodies. Like you can't find their tracks, um, but you're confident they got up and looks like they got up and walked away. Could I tell maybe from the footsteps, the kind of gait they had, was it something that may have been, they were conscious or is this kind of like a limping zombie kind of walk or? With that eight, you're really not sure. Uh, like after enough. two, three footprints, you lose the track and I have no idea even what direction they went in. So I'm going to turn to the rest of the crew and uh, they got up and walked away. At least they're mostly naked and unarmed. And if nothing else, surely they're seriously wounded. Well, let's head back in and continue our thing before, you know, this torchlight brings any more attention here. And uh, keep that in mind that they could be walking around keeping an eye on us until we leave. Oh, well, at least now we know we have to watch our backs even more. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to head back. Looster's going to lead the way and head back in and then hang a right at the T and go the opposite way that we came from the first time yeah, around. Yeah, start going the other direction. Before we continue too far, Salash will turn to Lustra. Perhaps leaving an alarm might be prudent at the entrance of this cave to see if anybody else decides to stumble in. You know what? I like where your head's at. Yeah, I can do that. I'm going to cast alarm at the entrance of the cave. Okay. So basically, if someone walks through the entrance of the cave within the next, how many? Eight? Was it eight hours? Eight hours. It'll kind of like mentally alert you. Uh, let's see here. You set an alarm against unwanted intrusion. Choose a door, window, area within the range that's no longer than a 20-foot cube. Until the spell ends, an alarm alerts you whenever a tiny or larger creature touches or enters the warded area. Cool. And I designate, of course, my party to not trigger it. Right, yeah. All right, And cool, as, long, yeah. as long as I'm within a mile of that entrance, then I'll get the alert. Sounds good. So alarm on the entrance mm -hmm. to this mine all right so lustra is still leading the way then right you're going down mm -hmm. the second going the other way lustra in the lead uh would lustra like the bullseye lantern just so we don't have two light sources yeah that sounds good and i can point it around and see if there's any ore that we come across by accident so yeah sure, right, sure thing. and i'll bring up the rear just i'm concerned that they might already be in here and i don't want us followed mm-hmm down this other mine shaft you go then unfortunately the lantern doesn't turn green again like i said if if you're right then these dwarves did not miss a single spot but you actually walk for quite some distance you walk maybe a hundred feet down this mine shaft uh before 
you come across anything worth mentioning. But eventually the mine shaft opens into this pretty big circular chamber uh, that is cut from the rock of the mountain. A little bit more of a smooth cut on the walls of this circular chamber. Uh, it's got a uh, domed ceiling about 30 feet above you. Uh, you see there are eight uh, torch brackets along the, the walls of this circular chamber. Uh, and there's a big central bonfire right in the middle of the room. Some uh, like pillows and blankets kind of around that bonfire. Again, the walls of the chamber, uh, when I say they're cut smoothly, it's not they're not like polished down, but they've been cut smoothly enough that the dwarves were able to paint a bunch of kind of like murals on uh, on the walls of this chamber. You can tell the murals kind of depict scenes from dwarven legends, and they've all been defaced by the orcs, like the orcs have drawn mustaches on all the dwarves in the pictures and that kind of thing. Heh. <laughs> right? Uh, the chamber itself, you don't see any furniture aside from those like blankets and pillows to sit on around the bonfire. You see a supply of wood in a large box off to the side. There's a box of unlit torches as well. And there's a big old dead ogre right in the middle of the room. He's lying face down on the floor. Ooh. And finally, there's a tunnel that leads out of this room as well. Uh, towards the northern end, so this it keeps going. Okay, are there any dwarf bodies around the ogre? Uh, you don't see any, no. Okay, so hopefully that doesn't mean that any dwarves this ogre took down are up and strolling as well. I'm just really paranoid about that uh -oh. now. Slash would love to investigate the body, see, see the how it died. Sure. Give me an investigation. You walk up to the ogre body. Minus stress, that's a dirty 20. Dirty 20. With investigation, you actually do see the signs of a dead dwarf. He can just barely see like a little dwarven finger poking out. He's underneath the ogre. The ogre <laughs> body has fallen on a dwarf. Oh. Ah. Poor boy. Can we move the ogre? This dwarf might be hiding treasure like the sunken fellow. I mean, I'm willing to try, but I mean, she like flexes. I'm more of a flexible person than a... Yeah, I can I can go and give, her, give him a shove and see what I can do. I'll try and push the ogre body off the dwarf body. Uh, Let's all do it together. Oh, yeah. Okay. The uh, athletics with advantage. Okay. I rolled a four and a three, so that comes out to a seven. No more advantage for David. <laughs> man, <laughs> okay, no. I, man. Oh, no. You guys give it your all. Uh, this dwarf body is, is pretty heavy. It's a big old... And the ogre even heavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Good catch. Uh, yeah, too heavy. You guys give it your all. I mean, uh, at this point, it, it's... Uh, it's a time factor. There's certainly, you can keep trying or you can change the dynamic here, but now we're talking time factor. How much time you want to put into this? Because your initial attempt fails. Tess, get that bone saw. I mean, I <laughs> guess it will be lighter if it doesn't have legs. Uh, <laughs> now, I first a dwarf chest, now an ogre's legs. She, uh, she looks at the ogre around the shoulder and she's like, we cut here. <laughs> um, Slash has a shiver go up his spine and grabs his non-existent arm <laughs> Oh, dang it I um, mean, what are the odds that this dwarf had any diamonds on it, to be honest? Like, and all of these double-mustached dwarves on the murals I, uh I think it's less about what the dwarf has on him and more the fact that he felled an ogre arguably by himself Clearly this isn't an easy feat to accomplish, even for the four of us. Maybe he's the only one it landed on. Do you think it's worth finding out? Also, I'm pretty sure I almost took Rosebud myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty yeah. freaking awesome. Lustra helped a little. Well, I say, I say you lob off an arm, and then it might be easier to roll over. I mean, all right. If we're uh, going to take that time. Um, and yeah, Tess will... Just like 
try to pull out one of the arms to get a good angle and just start going at the uh at the armpit joint start cutting tendons get some of this weight off the body sounds good to me let me just roll this d20 for no reason (laughs) whatsoever all right you managed to you know, spend maybe five, ten minutes getting through the big, thick ogre bone, uh, but you cut the arm off. Nothing horrible happens in A the meantime. Slash does not watch. Triggering moment for Slash for sure. I always forget you only have one arm. In that five minutes, I would have liked to look for something to give us a little leverage too, so we're not just pushing as well. Yeah, I mean, you have your weapons and all that kind of stuff. You guys have plenty of stuff you can use for leverage. But yeah, the arm's off, and if you guys want to try again uh, after you spend a, those five, ten minutes, feel free. All right. Try again. Lustra? All right. All right. I'm going to need I'm gonna need you guys to actually try this time, okay? I can't do it by myself. Inside wow, check. It's, <laughs> it's like you're aiming your bow in combat all over again. <laughs> It's you, you, we'll just find your distance. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, I just need to, I need to get my right footing. That's all. I'm impressed you didn't ask if you needed a hand. And then Slash will look over at the you know, sawed off arm and shiver. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Shakes his head. Goes for the push. I rolled a nat 1 and a 3. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want me to take this Lustra? You're Jesus. This is great. You cut off the arm uh, to get some of the weight. And once again, you guys have like your weapons leverage. You do everything you can. And still this ogre body, maybe, uh, you know, it's just too bloated after death. Who knows? Maybe it had, maybe it ate a bunch of dwarves right before dying. It's got extra weight in the belly. <laughs> That's it. However you justify it, the body does not move. It's impossible. <laughs> Do you want to try again? I've got a d20 in my hand if you do. Great. Let us keep moving. Yes. Um, Maybe we'll get it on the way out. We'll get it on the way out once I'm warmed up. Yeah, just let's just go. (laughs) I mean, this place seemed like it was like a living quarters, right? Do you think the dwarves would have had any places to store their personal items? Perhaps any uh, secret cubbies amongst the murals? Would that be worth checking even just giving a sweep with the bullseye lantern let's look for seams in the poop yeah i'll go i'll go and shine the bullseye lantern across all the murals and then i get well yeah i'm gonna shine it across the murals to see if there's anything okay and and you guys want an investigation on the murals themselves try to find a secret door that's what i'm hearing yes sure just go for it um uh, and slash would like to go through the um uh, actual beds that are there, the, the sleeping rolls, see if there's anything in there. Yeah, those. it's just like blankets and pillows uh, kind of lined around the bonfire. Let's take, uh, yeah, we'll do two investigations. Let's start with, with Colin. You're going for the the mural. All righty. Two. No secret doors. You want an investigation on the blankets? Uh, that's uh, 22. With a 22, I mean, you're yeah, you go through every single blanket, even tear open a few pillows, you find nothing. You kind of come to the the realization that this is more of a, a gathering spot than anything. Uh, maybe a place for them to have a few drinks, a couple dwarven ales before heading into the uh, the deeper parts of the mine where they work. You know, unfortunately, find nothing. No secret door in the mural. Nothing at all, except this unidentified dwarven body under this ogre. Um, <laughs> would Slash know anything about the murals on the walls? Like, is this something that dwarves normally do in, in caves? Perhaps this is a coded message on the wall sure. by virtue of these murals. Is there any kind of role I can do for that? Uh, roll religion, if you'd like. Religion? Yeah. There's a role you don't see very often. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's a 22. 22. You've heard tales of dwarven legends. Yeah, you take a better look, and it's mostly like it's pictures of uh, a dwarf digging in a mine and and finding gold and finding treasures. It's stories of success. There's a lot of depictions of dwarven gods. Uh, you recognize like the depiction of Morden and creating the dwarves from a forge and you don't think there's any coded secret messages, anything like that. You really get the impression this was just 
uh, a gathering spot that maybe they they held in in high regard, but this is a place for the dwarves to hang out and drink. Uh, the murals themselves aren't like super complicated either. Who knows? Maybe just a bored dwarven painter. Fair enough. Fair but enough. you don't you don't find any like secret coded in the in the art. No. Okay, so it's just like the signs where we promote synergy in the workplace at the break room. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's a really good way to put it. That's very much what's going on. A lot of inspirational quotes and stuff on the walls. Don't remember, you can always go lower. <laughs> Wash your hands before returning to work. Don't dig too close to the sun. <laughs> uh, alrighty, um, uh, Slash will sort of shake his head at the bizarre musings of religious dwarves and motion towards the other end of the, the cave to move further in. I think we found all that we can see here. Let us continue. Tess is just, like, still eyeing the ogre, and she's like, we could go straight through it. <laughs> no? All right. Let's go. You could. You definitely could. I'm this close to cracking open that ribcage. Right, you guys are moving forward, then? That's the consensus? Yep. Yep. Slash wonders if he's the evil one. <laughs> Looster stomps off in frustration. Tess doesn't wonder that. <laughs> All right. Next. Still same kind of marching order. Looser mm. in the front, Tess in the back. What's the middle look like? Who's in? Who's can, first? Can we go two by two? Or yeah, actually, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, shoulder to shoulder. Sure thing. Again, these sections of the mine are getting a little bit more spread apart. I suppose you can tell that the a tunnel leading out of here uh, goes quite a bit further. Like goes as far as you can see. About 15 feet in, though, there's another tiny little T-intersection, and there's a door off to the side, like a very heavy iron door with a lock on it. Oh, that looks promising. Just kind of off to the side in this tunnel, 15 feet away from, from where there's a dwarf under an ogre. All right, you guys work on this door. I've got something to do back here. I've got to use the ladies' room. Um... Uh, I want wait, don't we still have a key that hasn't been used? Uh, Slash will produce the one key that does not go to the lockbox that we have, yes. Uh, is there a keyhole in the door? There is. Uh, want to give it a shot? Yeah. Click. <gasps> the lock door is no longer locked. Oh. And it's trapped. <laughs> Who needs a rogue? <laughs> we just need keys for everything. Slash sort of looks at the door, and before he goes to open it, he looks over to Lustra, Tess. I've done my part. I think it's about time you guys do your part. And he's going to sort of, you know, gesture to walk into the room first. Wow. Uh, we don't know what's on the other side of this, so I kind of, you know, put a finger to my lips. Keep quiet. And I'm going to try to stealthily open the door. Sure thing. Give a peek through. Give me that stealth check. Let's see if I can roll into the double digits. Nope, that's not happening. Um, that's going to be a three. With a loud sneeze, you violently <laughs> kick open this door. <laughs> What'd you find in there, Lustra? On the other side of the door, you see this uh, pretty small chamber, maybe 10 feet in diameter at its widest. You also see a weapons rack against the wall. Looks oh. like some pretty nice weapons on there. There's a uh, a hand axe, a war pick, and a long sword. And there are also three large wooden chests on the floor of the chamber. All right. Firing line. Lustra, you take one. Lunara, you take the middle. I'll take the left. All right. Just everyone plink something into each chest. I'm going to fire an arrow at one of the chests. Oh, sacred. F no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to throw a rock at it. You sure you're not sacred flame? <laughs> it doesn't set things on fire. I suppose. It just gives it a holy weapon. Gives it a holy suntan. So you guys are going to poke the chests, essentially. See if they're mimics. That's where you're going with this. Yeah, yep. I think I'm going to shoot. Yeah, I'm going to follow Tess's order and take out my longbow and take a shot at it. Yeah. All right. I'm not paranoid. <laughs> so we fire three arrows 
you get what one back afterwards i suppose is that what because you have to round down everything in D D, right mm-hmm. so it's, well we get three arrows back anyway i'm just <laughs> trolling you guys and making your lives harder because that's what i like to do <laughs> there's no reaction from the chests that you shoot aside from a, a thud when your arrows embed themselves into the wood we're safe for now all right well this looks promising mm. you hear a mimic holding back a scream <laughs> <laughs> just wincing real hard <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Looster will go and walk into the room then, and will approach the chest he shot. Okay. You know what? It's not a mimic. I'm going to go and try and open it. You open it, and inside are thousands of copper coins. Like, there's more than you can count initially. Oh. Oh. I think we found the treasury. Uh, I see thousands of copper coins in this chest. All right. Well... Should we open them all, see what we're looking at? Uh, I shine the bullseye lantern on the copper coins. Does it change color? No, it doesn't. Oh. Hmm. So it's just the ore, not the coins. I'm going to produce a copper coin of my own, toss it on the floor, and ask you to shine the light on that. Okay, so I do so. Same same result. Okay, I'm going to pick up my coin. All right, well, um... Let, let's let's open all three chests, see what we're looking at here. I guess I'll go to the one next to the chest Lustra shot, or opened, both, uh, and open yeah, that one up. You can open the other two up, no problem, and they are also filled with coins. There's like a few thousand silver, easily over a thousand gold. There's a shitload of money in these three chests. Well, damn. Maybe even more than you can hold. So funny that we talked about weird mechanics that we don't track all the time. But maybe between now and next week, you guys figure out how much you can hold. If you're planning on leaving with full pockets, at least, you know, we'll have to do the math for the bag of holding and all that stuff. I was about to say the bag of holding definitely needs to get a a good, you know, flip over. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. But you find literally, I think, more than I think just the copper. I mean, it's clear that there's like thousands of copper coins. So I think just that would put you pretty close to weight limits for at least some of you. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then a weapons rack with, yeah, hand axe, war pick, longsword. Well, that's fantastic. Slash looks a little bit extra long at the hand axe and longsword. He sort of frowns uncharacteristically. <sighs> Merlin would have enjoyed these. Keep them for him. He may be back. Unflinchingly, he grabs the hand axe and longsword and pockets them. She'll take the war pick. Okay. He was rich, and he's going to start filling the bag of holding with gold pieces. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You shove as much gold. Should we quickly do uh, the math, or you guys want to fill it to the brim? Um, fill it to the brim. Fill it to the brim. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do the math in, in between. Uh, you fill it to the brim with gold pieces. Sure thing. And if I'll let you guys like kind of retcon. If filling it to the brim doesn't uh, fill the bag, we'll start with silver next or whatever you guys want to do. But we'll have to figure that out rather than stop now and take an hour to figure out <laughs> yeah, the no kidding. fucking equipment weights of everything. Let's do it on air. Guys, you want to listen to this? Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, glorious basic arithmetic. Okay, so we see the three chests. It was a 10-foot wide room. Uh, There's some loot in there. Is there another tunnel going deeper? No, this was just kind of a room off to the side. Uh, based on what's in here, you think, you know, maybe this is where they kept... Like payroll wages or something, right? This is just yeah. where they kept the money. It's the money room. No signs, the, no murals indicating its its import? Inside this room, no. It's just a plain old 10 by 10 bunch of money inside. Bas- it's, it's basically the, ca- the vault. It's yeah. the cash office. It's the cash <laughs> there you office. Go, there yeah. you go, yeah. They're a business. Um, yeah, while everyone's reminiscing uh, and looting, this is like, we should move on. And just like very stiffly leaves the room. Before we go, I think it prudent to perhaps check the walls, much like the other one. If this has this much valuables inside, surely there's something squirreled away. And Slash would absolutely like to check the walls to see if there's anything special going on. Looking for the secret secret door again? You know it. Uh, Looster would like to help by taking the pick that he does have and kind of dragging it across the perimeter of the room to see if yeah. the pick picks up any seams of a door. True thing. I mean, a little tapping along the way. I mean, yeah. Hear a hollow sound. Yeah, investigation with investigation advantage. Investigation with advantage. 
That's a 15, and that's and that's a 10. So 15. Nothing. Nothing. Slash frowns that he doesn't get to find anything cool. <laughs> um, he shakes his head and says, All right, I suppose we shall continue. So back out into the main little tunnel and keep going into the into the unknown yeah all right same marching order i'm assuming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you guys walk for another about 70 80 feet and you come to a fork in the tunnel two different directions to choose from there's left or right oh no we're gonna get lost mm-hmm. relative to the entrance can we discern which tunnel would arguably go deeper into the tunnel and which one goes more lateral? Give me perception check. Perception. Uh, 13? 13. It's hard to tell if one of them goes down or up, Any anything like that. With 13, though, I'll give you that the left, the air to the left is a little humid, almost like damp. Hmm. Oh. Slash pauses to consider, it may be that there is a river running through this mountain, and perhaps that we are finding the other side of the river, and he gestures to the left. So perhaps we go to the right instead, unless we feel like going for a swim. Tess, like, shrugs and, like, glances down at her already sodden clothes. (laughs) Um, But yes, we may as well. Right-hand rule. Yeah, it would be easier if we just keep going to the right and, yeah. Points over at Tess. Yeah, right-hand rule. So we're going to keep to the right and go down the right tunnel. Away from the dampness in the air. <laughs> okay. Lenar's just, while you're deciding, just scratching sort of like a we-were-here kind of thing in the wall, just on the off chance we do get lost. Sure. We have our own little markers. Nice. I like it. I smart, like it. Smart. Good idea. Kilroy was here. <laughs> you guys make your way down the right side the right fork and again travel 60 70 almost 100 feet before this mine shaft opens up into yet another carved out chamber in this mine this time it's a pretty big room it's the largest one you've found so far this circular section of mine is about 60 feet in diameter ceiling also about 60 feet tall so they carved out a good chunk of rock to make this chamber there are carts and carts full of unrefined copper and iron ore there's like piles of it all over the floor it's definitely worth money uh but again just like we talked about in the last room like weight is definitely an issue here because there's literally more copper and iron ore piled in these carts than, than you can carry. Probably even more in just one single cart than you can carry. Oh, yeah. With a quick glance, you kind of realize there's a total of 20 carts parked along the walls of this pretty large circular room. So there's a lot of value. And every single one of them is, yeah, it's full to the brim. Except for one single empty wooden cart that is parked all by itself right smack in the middle of the room. And this time, the cart in the middle of the room is on tracks. You find, like, mine cart tracks that lead into another mined-out tunnel. And you can tell that the tracks are at a downward slope. So the mine mine cart tracks you find in here slope downwards there's also three dead dwarves in here full of goblin arrows and scimitar wounds uh so there's all kinds of stuff in this room and mine cart tracks that lead down further into the mine at the far end of the chamber what would you like to do now dead dwarves but no dead goblins or ogres dead dwarves uh well, give me a perception uh that's a 14 uh, they're, they're maybe a little smaller and super mutilated, but yeah, there's two dead goblins as well. Hmm. They barely killed the dwarves. The dwarves smushed the goblins. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, first things first, roll the bodies, right? Mm-hmm. First things first, throw a rock at that mimic card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, then I will help you, uh, roll the bodies. All right. Cool. Yeah, um, if maybe Lustra could 
put the, like just look at the bullseye lantern, see if there's any green on what any of the bodies yeah but, sure. um yeah like the whole room like because they there's ore and stuff but there might also be gems like amidst it yeah sure so uh i'll go and give a quick once over with the lantern does it turn green it does not uh but as you're uh kind of walking and inspecting each uh one of the uh each one of the bodies with the bullseye lantern, you look over and notice that the rock Lenora threw is totally stuck to that empty mining cart. It's Mimic! Oh, We're God, yeah. it in. Oh, yes! Duped. You got duped. Oh, damn it. I don't think we got duped. I exactly... We, we didn't jump in it Donkey Kong style to go down the tracks. I'm have, happy about that. That's my moment. <laughs> Let's roll... Some initiative. I knew we should have riddled it with arrows. I love mimics. Oh, I finally rolled double digits. Uh, 20 or higher? Anybody? Anybody? No. no. 15 or higher? I got 18. 10? Higher? I got lucky 13. Uh, I got 14. I got 14. Oh, oh. oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, and you're the same... <laughs> Same, same deck. Are you still the same? You guys have leveled up. You're still the same? Still same, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you who wants to go first? Be my guest. I'll uh, heal you when you're There you go. Slash will go first. And Lustra, you were thirteen. 13 is that right? Yep. My first double digit roll. <laughs> Good job, buddy. You're nailing it. And the only one of the night. <laughs> All right. Let me hit hit that music. Mimic time. This is honestly like my favorite. I think it's my favorite mid-level creature. I love myself a good mimic. I don't even care that you guys remembered to throw a rock at it. <laughs> I'm still super excited about this mimic. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, Looster, I guess you kind of notice. Uh, you're the first to notice that Lenara's rock like immediately sticks to the minecart. Teeth form around uh, the brim the uh what looked like a handbrake turns into a big old purple tongue and this thing starts snapping at you folks you kind of maybe scream out to everyone and warn them tests you see it all go down and are first to react now this whole room is about 60 feet in diameter most of you are at the entrance it was smack in the middle so i'm gonna say the mimic's 30 feet away from you what do you like to do um I would like to hold my ground there, um, pull out my little goblin short bow, and be like, everyone, get behind me, we're doing this. We should have had the firing squad. And she's going to uh, let fly her first arrow of the campaign. Oh. Yeah. Look at me go. Where's that ranged fumbles thing? Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Uh, 20 to hit. 20 to hit. That's yeah. going to do it. 15 plus 5 for 5 damage. 5 points of damage to my mimic cart. Poor little thing lets out a scream. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Anything else Tess is going to do? How how big is around is the entrance to this uh to the tunnel we're in? Uh it's about, about 10 by 10. Okay. Um yeah, she's just going to stay at, like, directly at the entrance to try to block its access to any of her teammates. Okay, sure. And I'll end my turn. Fair enough. This mimic cart bouncing up and down, that little handbrake tongue flapping all around. So, Come here, you son of a bitch! Come here! Wait, Come you here. can talk? <laughs> it, uh, it comes down to miles. What would Slash like to do? Uh, given that it can speak, clearly it's intelligent enough. Um, uh, Slash will sort of, you know, furrow his eyebrow. Do you think you're clever being the only empty minecart in a room filled to the brim? You fucking idiot. <laughs> and it's going to be vicious mockery. He will viciously mock the cart. Yes. Vicious mockery. That is a charisma saving throw, if I'm not mistaken. Hang on a sec here. I should grab my card. First. And you're saying this is this the one that doesn't work on low intelligence creatures? Um, nope, it doesn't specify as such. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, trying to hear you, though it need not understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. My apologies. 
Okay, wisdom save. DC 14. My wise mimic. Hopefully it puts the dumb back in wisdom. Uh, nice one, Colin. I'm Seven. the best. Seven, Seven, so it fails. It's going to go ahead and take three psychic damage, and it has disadvantage on its next attack. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Man, you are all about the debuffs. He knows what he's about. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. I love it. Yeah. Uh. You, uh, oh shit, roll. Roll for love. Oh, it's oh, coming. Oh, roll oh, for love. No! Roll for love. Shit! Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> sucker. Just like, remembered. Not really. Not really. I, can't, can't, I really can't take credit for remembering. Okay. Uh, we were on the path to forgetting. Yeah, we were. <laughs> I literally said that with no intention of this. It just was a happy Let's accident. Let's do it. Go. That is 24. Ah. Uh, uh, well, I love my mimic cart. <laughs> I love it. Slash, was there anything else that you could do? Uh, Nope, he's just going to hang out. You get into this mimic's thoughts. It's now it's questioning itself. It's like, oh, maybe I should have not chosen the minecart. <laughs> it doesn't know what's going on. Lustra... Oh no, sorry. Adam and Lenara. What's the plan from over there? Ah, uh, she's gonna take all of the range and keep all of the tests between her and the minecart. Because Tess is badass. Monk uh, tank! And she's gonna fire a ray of frost at it. Monk tank. <laughs> ray of frost. For a 12 to hit? Ooh, 12 is a hit. Oh. It's great, because that was a terrible roll. <laughs> That's seven cold damage. Okay. And its speed is reduced by ten feet. Ten foot reduction. That's not good. Just stacking debuffs on this thing. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, what was the damage? Uh, seven cold. All right, what else would Lenara like to do? She's uh, all good right there. And, uh... And see the the bottom, like the wheels, the quote unquote wheels of the minecart start kind of getting stuck to the the rails they're on. He's trying to hop out of there. Uh, you've got him slowed down quite a bit. Lustra, you're not in love with my mimic. What would you like to do? Nope, this thing does not give me wood. So <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> I kind of like that one. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't support the booze, David. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. I needed a win tonight. Uh, I'm going to go and do the old charge up of the force damage, and I'm going to go and go shoulder in lockstep with Tess. Take, you know, stand up to my full height, take a deep breath, pull back that drawstring real tight, declaring sharpshooter on this. Oh. It's got a low AC. I can hit 12. I can do this. This is what I'm meant for. This is my range, totally. It this, has to be. This is a nat one. This has to be. You're just talking yourself up so hard. This is a nat one. Yeah, I'm going to squint my eyes and focus real hard, and let's see what happens. Oh, for fuck's sakes. So, I rolled a five on the die. It's a zero, right? But then my modifier brings it up to, and then minus stress brings it up to ten, which mm. brings it back down to five. So, not a nat one, technically. It's plus zero, baby. Yeah, plus Woo! zero. So, yeah, basically, I, that's a big old... I, unless a five hits. No. Okay. <laughs> what? No. Bullshit. Sure yep. <laughs> so I do that, and uh, as per usual, that bowstring bounces off my elbow. Fuck. Oh, jeez. Tess glances over with, like, with her little short punch. She's like, would you like me to give you some pointers? Um... I, I spent about a decade learning when I was, uh... No? No? Oh, oh, you're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. Snarls at Taz and <laughs> goes to knock another arrow and waits for his next turn. <laughs> Man, that sharpshooter is a gamble. A gamble. How long does our Ray of Frost last? One round? Until the start of my next turn. Until the start of your next turn. My mimic half-frozen to the minecarts is, uh, trying to break itself free... By default, a mimic uh, has like 15 feet of movement. So he now can move one square and just starts hopping towards Lucero, who's kind of the closest. Like, come here! Come here! <laughs> Stop running away! <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to dash to move another five feet. <laughs> I'm going to get you! <laughs> Stop running away. We're literally standing in one place. <laughs> 
guys are so fast. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's my fucking mimic's turn. Well, he will be pleased to know that Slash calling him a fucking idiot wears off because the disadvantage lasts until the end of its turn. That's so. great. Uh, somehow I still don't feel that great about myself right now. <laughs> uh, Tess, it's back to you. Making sure this thing doesn't escape over there at the entrance to this chamber. Yeah, um... <laughs> Pretty confident it's not going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. What would you like to do? Tess will, like, glance terror in her eyes at Lustra. It's coming right for us! Um, and she is going to take another shot with her short bow. Um, be like... Oh, so actually, if you just exhale while you while you shoot, um, I feel so bad. Twenty two to hit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Teaching Looser how to shoot arrows. <laughs> how much does that arrow hurt? That arrow hurts. That arrow deals nine damage. Nine points of piercing damage from an arrow. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Lustra? Inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, he loves the arrow. <laughs> wow. So this is what being the ranged DPS feels like. This is amazing, Lustra. It's way better than Monk Tank and I'm hurts going... less. <laughs> what else can uh, Tess do? What else can Tess get done? Uh, Tess is going to take a step forward so she's a little bit closer to the Mimic than Lustra. And be like, don't worry. I'll keep you safe. You get You, you get your range. It's my... You get your range. You got this. And I'll end my turn there. Slash, back to you. Yep. Uh, Slash, I'm uh, not satisfied with his own insult towards the, the minecart. Cracks his neck, pulls out a dagger, and he rolls his shoulders, thinking, if Tess can do it, and he's going to go ahead and he's gonna throw the dagger. <laughs> nice. oh, I like this. <laughs> throw the dagger at sure. the um, uh, at the minecart. Sure thing. Uh, that is a. Oh, I hope you hit. I swear to God, if you hit, that's yeah. That's that's a fourteen to hit. Fourteen is a hit. Oh, sorry. Stress thirteen. Thirteen still a hit. <laughs> <laughs> still a hit. <laughs> Dagger embeds itself into the mimic for how much damage? Uh, max damage. That's gonna be six damage. <laughs> God, <damn> it. <laughs> it's okay, Lucy. You just need one. You just need one good hit. Anything else from Slash? Uh, nope. Slash is gonna sort of sit back, and be very proud of himself. Yeah, not even a little <laughs> chuckle towards Lustra. I mean, he'll snicker, but. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great, Lustra. Oh no, sorry, uh, Lenara. Back to Lenara. My, I guess the frost kind of wears off at this point. But yep. what would you like to do? Well, uh, character building wise, I took this uh, ray of frost instead of uh, firebolt, thinking that we'd you know hunt or keep bandits from running away. But now it just feels like bully circling this mimic because <laughs> she's going to fire another one and she's going to feel a little guilty about it. <laughs> We're basically just like not touching you, not touching you, not touching you. Uh, oh, no. no. This one's a 10. A 10? Oh. Unfortunately, that ray of frost goes wide. Uh, it's, it's probably a little bit of the guilt, just I go a little to the left, but... Yeah, you see, this minecart is so quick. <laughs> I'm going to uh, keep a good 40 feet away from this thing, for okay, sure. Okay, sure thing. Oh, no, and you know what it. just happened? At the end of your turn, it triples its movement speed! Oh, no! <laughs> This thing's going to come flying towards somebody in a minute. <laughs> that does bring it to Lustra watching there as uh, Slash's dagger and Tess's arrow hit their marks. And Lustra is getting frustrated by taking notes from both of them. He's going to roll his shoulders back like Slash. <laughs> He's going to draw that bowstring back and for put it in the force damage into it. Take a deep breath and exhale as he goes and takes a shot. This has got to work. Declaring sharpshooter. Come on, this has got to work. Please, Channel dice. those you love. That's an 11. <gasps> <laughs> no! It's totally a miss. No! <laughs> <laughs> if, I if I didn't declare sharpshooter, it would have hit, too. Oh, that's great. Oh, oh no. 
<laughs> Ranger things. Oh, Can't hit the broadside of a minecart? Uh, <laughs> oh, Lustra, Lustra, Lustra. Is there anything else you can do? Uh, scream in frustration. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I must have had a different character sheet open, because I just realized, like, a standard mimic doesn't talk. I don't know what I was looking at last time, but I've decided they talk, because it's going to keep, like, making fun of you. Now it's just <laughs> laughing at Lustra. <laughs> it casts uh, vicious mockery. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, Tess has made her way kind of close enough that this mimic can close the gap with Tess. I'm going to catch you now, says ah! the thing that can't talk. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Right. Oh, Here no. comes that uh, handbrake-looking tongue. Ooh, that's going to be a seven to hit. Tess flies back and doesn't get hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that sucks. That's the thing about these things that can only attack once. I, I, next time, I'm bringing like five mimics to the fight. Just warning you guys in advance. Just retcon all of the minecarts are mimics. Except Every single for that one. one. Next Except for that time. One. Next time. Uh, that's going to be it for my mimic, though. It does close the gap with Tess. Uh, tries to grapple her with that mimic tongue. Misses. And now Tess, it's, it's back to you. Started a third round. Mimic right in your face. Oh. You just went in melee with a monk tank. <laughs> monk tank. Monk tank. She, like, flexes her very slender arms, and she's like, maybe I won't do that. But, uh, she, like, looks to everyone and, like, everyone? Lustra needs at least one win, right? Um, and she's going to just use all of her movement speed to just run Looney Tune style, like, in circles around this mimic, and just be like, maybe I'm over here, maybe I'm over here, maybe I'm over here, what if I'm over here? Oh, what if I'm over here? And she is going to use the help action to give advantage to the next attack on this mimic. And she's like, everyone just hold, hold. Oh, start waving your arms. Hope it doesn't see the arrow coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. And I'll end my turn there. Poor mimic. This poor mimic. Slash, it's back to you. Ooh, do I rob <laughs> Looster of this opportunity with advantage? I think we all know you're going to. <laughs> Brotherly um, love. Um, you know what? Yeah, yeah, he is going to. Um, oh my god! Or actually, <laughs> nah. I think we're we're gonna go back to the old slash special. Oh, yeah. We're gonna strip this mimic naked and look for tattoos. Hell <laughs> Middle yeah. of combat. Weird time to do that. Uh, but. not tattoos. Murals of of ancient dwarven religious meanings with hidden. Hidden ciphers no, in it, perhaps. Is that the Slash special now? Are there no. three Slash specials now? No, 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 no. Just Poison Spray. Poison Spray. <laughs> oh. Constitution saving throw, DC 14. Okay. <laughs> 19. Well, damn. 19. Uh, I imagine that Slash sort of, you know, gestures his hand out and goes, just just breathes heavily into his hand, and it, you know, sprinkles onto the, onto the wood, and the mimic just sort of, you know, almost shivers, and it slides off. Like. Yeah, the mimic's covered in that weird, like, goo stuff. It just rolls right off the goo. Ew, you've got really bad breath, bro. <laughs> Can you do anything else? Um, Silage is gonna back up five feet and sort of pat, you know, uh, Lustra on the shoulder. You've got this. I believe in you. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> was that a bardic inspo? Or no, just... it was not. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't nearly backhanded enough to be a bardic inspo. That's fair enough. Lenora Theridane. Uh, yeah, same thing. It's, I'm so tempted to steal it, uh, but <laughs> I will have him roll a deck save as I try and sacred flame this mimic. Oh. I swear if we kill it before Looster can shoot, <laughs> that, that's kind of what I want. Watch me still miss it. So some radiant energy comes down from the heavens. Yes, DC 14. That's going to be a five. Excellent. Got a five. Oh, yeah, max damage, too. Shit. Come on, please kill it. <laughs> Eight radiant damage. Eight points oh, no. radiant. Not going to kill it. Oh. Not going to kill it. She'll get back to that 40 feet away and end her turn. Fair enough. That searing radiant energy. And it 
leaves a couple scorch marks on uh, one of the minecart wheels. Lustra. Lustra Your moment <laughs> may be here. Tess is there doing her best to keep the mimic distracted. The next straight up attack roll has advantage. What are you doing? Come on, man. The question is, do I go balls to the wall and do sharpshooter again? Listen, <laughs> do, do it. It's all or nothing, man. Just, just for do the com- it. for the comedy. For the comedy, I'm going to de- declare sharpshooter. Two natural ones. <laughs> I am. I am so mad that I can't control the power of the shot, and I'm going to. Charge it up and focus everything I can. All of my rage, all of my frustration. I am going to hit this fucking minecart. Find your range, Lustra. <laughs> Find it. Any range is my range. That's going to be twelve on the first roll with sharpshooter. Okay, heavy. But advantage. Ah, oh, I rolled a natural nineteen. Okay, so that's definitely a hit. It's definitely a hit. Nineteen to hit. That's two d eight plus twelve. 22 force damage. 22. There you go. There you go. 22 points of force damage. Like three of uh, the minecart wheels snap off uh, and then like re- revert into that weird amorphous uh, form. But this mimic is still bouncing on one wheel. The little pseudopod tongue almost turns into like a middle finger. Oh. And... Uh, <laughs> turns uh, towards your direction Lustra it is still alive but that is a hell of a shot you did some good damage there's less mimic (laughs) hell yeah Lustra I knew you could do it first try (laughs) Slash nods and just gives a golf clap (laughs) I needed that thank you guys (laughs) can you do anything else I'll go enter into the room five feet and then move 20 feet along the wall away from the mimic okay sure thing that then is going to bring it back to my mimic. Uh, oh boy, it's so beat up. It is so beat up. It's going to use. Oh no, Tess is right there, so it can't. You know what? Mimics are stupid as hell. The reason I had asked if you were using a bard spell with like weird intelligence yeah, is like because be- this thing is dumb as a brick. <laughs> <laughs> it could literally be a brick. Right. But I think it chooses barrel instead. And as its action is just like turns into a barrel <laughs> and pretends to be a barrel and hopes <laughs> that you don't. It thinks it's in prop hunt. <laughs> yeah. Just quickly turns into a barrel. Starts playing prop hunt. <laughs> hopes. I mean, this thing has negative three intelligence. Oh so my God. it's. I think that's its move. It's like, I'll go barrel form. They'll never know. Which brings it back to the top. Tess, you clearly just saw this thing <laughs> turn into a barrel. What would you like to do? Tess would like to start looking around. What? Where did it go? Oh, no. Well, maybe it's hiding inside this barrel. And she pulls out the bone saw, licks her lips, and just starts sawing away. For shit. Uh, four pl- 11 to hit. 11 to hit is a mias. <laughs> You, like, swing right as it turns into a barrel, like you were aiming too high, and then suddenly it's this low barrel. Oh, um, uh... Yeah, it's hard to hit, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You need someone to help you? You aid there, Tess? I could probably use a little assistance. Any advice? Anyone? No? Okay, axe kick. (laughs) Eight to hit. Nope. At least you're not stuck to it. I am going to look sheepish and be like, um... Help. <laughs> and I'll end my turn. Oh, 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 oh. am I going to get another turn with the Mimic? Slash, it's on you. Slash, thinking, what would Merlin do? He brandishes the long sword he found in the other room and charges. <laughs> okay. And he's going to go ahead and try and hit this thing. Um, it's a strength weapon. You're proficient with longswords? I am proficient. Yeah, Bard's proficient with longswords. Oh, long no kidding. Cool. So that's a 19 to hit. That's going to be a hit. And... Do exactly the amount of hit points it has left. I know, right? I do one whole damage. One point of damage... To nice! My, to my barrel. <laughs> to my barrel. To your barrel. 
Anything else? It's still up. It's still alive. <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly. And the sword is stuck to it now. <laughs> and also, yeah, your long sword's yeah, stuck yeah. to it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Slash would sort of, you know, try to, you know, jimmy it free and be like, Merlin made this look a lot easier <laughs> and just sort of struggle against it. But no, that's that's it for Slash. Oh man. Oh, is no. this gonna turn right here at the end? I mean that is our style. Lenara can you finish this thing off? Uh, she sees the comedy of errors starting to happen, and I look at those fumble t- things. Mm-hmm. I'm not risking rolling a dice now. Uh, give me a DC 14 deck save. Oh, what are you doing? Uh, let's do another Sacred Flame. Okay. 19. Oh. 19. Well, that's not a fumble, at least. It's a dexterous barrel. There we go. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> uh, that's it. That's it? That's it fucking kidding me I'm, I'm, Lustra. I'm, i want to get along to this mimic's turn Lustra, it's your moment okay Lustra. save us <laughs> so there's going to be no sharpshooter this time because i'm now calm i got a hit so you found your range i found my range and i'm just gonna go and focus that force energy to circle around that arrow and with that clear vapor going through it it's gonna find its target true and it does, because that's a 17 to hit. That is a hit. That's going to be a 2d8 force damage. I hit it in the round part. <laughs> right in the barrel part. Yep, that's going to be 16 damage. I rolled really high. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You send an arrow flying towards my barrel in this middle in the middle of this minecart filled room. Arrow pierces... The uh, the outside of the barrel goes right through. My mimic reverts to its amorphous form, basically right at the same time, Lustra, that bells go off in your head. There's somebody at the entrance to the mine. Your alarm spell almost simultaneously triggers, and we'll find out who's coming to visit next week. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. This better not turn into Home Alone. <laughs> it's Tony's brother, Troy. <laughs> Troy Rigoletto. Hey. Oh, man. Oh, man.